Hello, welcome to the latest episode of Lifting the Lid. My name is Andy Ely, I'm a Senior Funeral Director with G-Seller Independent Funeral Directors and we've been serving uh, bereaved families since 1910. I'm sure you're all well aware there's lots of different myths, misconceptions, um, different stories, taboos of what happens behind the scenes within the funeral profession. So we've decided to put this series of podcasts together to dispel, dispel some of those myths, answer any questions and, and give you a bit of an insight into what actually does genuinely go on behind the scenes. So please do like, subscribe, share, send any emails, any questions, anything to liftingthelid at gseller.co.uk and we'll do our absolute utmost to answer them for you. It genuinely is our family looking after your family. So I'm joined today, I'm joined by um, Joseph Barsby, Managing Director of Gseller. So Joseph, third generation of um, funeral director, so tell me a bit about yourself, how did you come into it? So I've been around the business all my life. Um, I even line and fit in my first coffin when I was 12 years old and I like to say that the, the gentleman that did that is still with us to this day, Kev. Um, I left school, um, had a gap year and worked in the accounts at the business which taught me a lot and has stood me in really good stead. Um, and then I went to uni for a term, that didn't last long. Okay. Um, I decided I wanted to, to be in the real world and set my own business. Um, and that was in protein supplements. Um, it taught me a lot very quickly, mainly the amount that my dad had worked, uh, the intensity to which my dad had worked at, and the value of money. Um, and I realized protein supplements wasn't really where my passion was. Um, I wanted to make a difference um, and, and follow my dad's footsteps. So I came into the business full-time when I was 19. Okay. Um, and started off in the memorial department. Okay, so so when you say, you know, you, you lined your first coffin at age 12, I mean, what does that feel like? So from myself, from my perspective, I haven't been around funeral um, for my whole life. Mm-hmm. You clearly have been. Mm-hmm. So what does that feel like, as, as you know, as a 12-year-old? Um, so I was always... I always came into the business with my mum and dad um, when I was in the school holidays... I was always asking them when we could go home and I was sat in the office and I knew all the team and I was on their computers and asking lots of annoying questions to them and they were keeping me, keeping me, uh, keeping keeping me entertained, exactly. Um, so it was kind of a natural progression that in my school holidays when my mum and dad wanted me to earn some pocket money that I helped out in the back of house and cleaned the cars, swept up um, and then I, I asked and it what did it feel like it felt like a natural progression okay. and like it's something that I wanted to do um, I didn't have any involvement with looking after a deceased till a lot later on okay. um, but I was still in and around the environment of caring for people although I wasn't doing it myself until I was a lot older yeah absolutely so you mentioned there you it sounds like you started very much very hands-on so even as a little one, as it were um, cleaning vehicles mm-hmm. so when you came in at age 19 to the memorial side yeah. uh, of the business how did you start again did you start hands-on or did you start in a managerial position what, what was your progression through so the I very much started hands-on so I started in the workshop learning how to drill polish saw fix memorials okay um, was taught how to put a template together so how to lay out a, an inscription on a memorial, print it off on vinyl, put it on the memorial and sandblast it, all done by hand. Um, and and then I moved into the administration side and learnt all of that. And 
the gentleman that was overseeing the memorial department at the time wanted to retire so um, there was a natural progression for me to take up that mantle um, and, and oversee the memorials um, and at that same time um, I, was, I was with my girlfriend which is now my wife um, okay. she lived 100 miles away in Leeds and she was an events manager so she'd come down um, on random days that she had off Tuesday or Wednesday for argument's sake and she'd work with me and she didn't mind getting her hands dirty either so she fixed 200 kilogram headstones with me and we kind of learnt together from, from a young age Oh, great. So you, it is very much that family business, it, isn't absolutely. it? Everyone's involved. Absolutely. So you did mention a template there. Yeah. So I'm not hugely... Uh, this is a, for a subsequent episode of this podcast, but yep. what is a template? A template is, is what's commonly called a proof, for example. So it shows you how the inscription and, and designs will be laid out on that memorial, whether it's a new memorial or whether you're adding someone else's name onto an existing memorial so a family can see and visualise that memorial like before. before it's carved because once it's Brilliant. carved there's no going back okay okay so G seller so I myself come from a corporate background yeah a completely different background um, I came into G seller mm-hmm. uh, was headhunted you were <laughs> you were um, I you know I can I can talk about how different G seller is compared to other funeral homes mm-hmm. other locations I mean from your perspective what what is it what what is different I think the continuity of care um, okay. so we're really really passionate about our funeral directors sitting down with families arranging their funeral and seeing it all the way through being there on the day and that strength of rapport that we build we genuinely genuinely care about the people we're privileged to serve um, and it isn't lip service it runs through every fibre of our being and through every facet of the business um, and that's what kind of sets us apart as well as our facilities we're really proud of our premises um, we try and keep as much in house as possible um, and just offer the best standards we, we could possibly offer um, and it's in our tagline our family caring for your family what would we want to receive if we were the family that had sadly lost a loved one and everything we provide, we've got to be happy that that would be okay for our family as well. Absolutely. So you mentioned everything in-house there. So would that be, so we can offer, of course, memorial, yeah. um, the funeral service, mm-hmm. everything. With it. We, we have a service chapel as well, we so, do, so we can catering. actually have services there in catering, yeah. which is um, it's great facilities, to be honest with you. Um, future vision. So the funeral profession as a whole has mm-hmm. changed it's changed a huge amount since I've been involved and no doubt yourself as well I mean where are we going what uh, what future ideas have we got so the future is very much going to be dictated by regulation okay. regulation is coming into the profession uh, prepaid funeral plans were regulated as of the 29th of July 2022 um, the CMA have tenuously regulated us with insisting that we have price lists on show okay. on our website and in our in our foyers so I think that's going to dictate where we can go but my vision is very much to be as integrated as we possibly can so we don't have we have as few subcontractors as possible to make sure that we can dictate the standards that we provide our families okay so and give the ultimate amount of flexibility and then absolute control really absolute control and not not control just so we can say we're in control control so we can make sure we can look that family in the eye and say 
we are providing you the best um, and we are happy that that be our loved one that sadly passed away um, and that's what we would have been happy to receive. Brilliant. What needs to change? So we mentioned there, well, you yourself mentioned regulation. Yeah. So as it stands at the moment, of course, funeral profession, not regulated. Um, would you welcome that as a change? Absolutely welcome it. Um, there's, so, there's so many things that go on. So TV advertising, what people say on TV versus what happens in reality are two very different uh, entities. Um, where making sure that a family know where their loved one is at all times. If a family call us and ask us where their loved one is, within minutes we can say they are in the hospital, they are in our care, they are in transit in our care, um, they're going to be in our care by X time. Um, not ever working at our convenience, not telling a family you can't do a funeral next Wednesday just because you ha your fleeting doesn't allow for it. Like It's about being honest, transparent, um, and providing the level of service that you would want your loved one to receive. Absolutely. And do you see yourself on the forefront of these changes? Uh, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think that we, we innovate and we think about that customer journey. What, what, what happens at every touch point um, and how can we improve it every single day? We're never good enough. We're always moving forward. Perfect. Always room to improve. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... You personally, mm -hmm. questions people ask you, the public. What what can What's your most common question? How would I deal? How do I deal with tragedy on a day to day basis? Um, and my answer, it's a very hard one to answer. We are around tragedy every day, but tragedy is quite a subjective term. Um, we are around upset and bereavement every day, by definition of being a funeral director. So, how do I deal with it? I deal with it in a way that I look at that that loved one and that family um, and it kind of repeats what I've already said before it runs through every fibre of everything we do how would I want to be looked after myself so every time I'm with a family it reaffirms what would I want to receive if I was either the deceased or it was my mum or dad that has sadly passed away Brilliant, thank you and you're still very much hands on with the funeral side I do, I, yeah, I do get the privilege to look after family still yeah, yes. absolutely. Oh, and I still want to carry on that regardless of how old I get Perfect Thank you, Joseph. No problem. Great. I think that was just a, a bit of an insight there. I think uh, future podcast episodes, we might want to delve in some, into some of those points a little bit further. Um, but um, thank you for watching. Please do like, subscribe, um, share any emails with liftingthelid at gseller.co.uk and uh, we'll do our utmost to answer them. Uh, thank you and uh, see you next time. <laughs>